Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. All right. I completely forgot to take the uh, start screen off again on the camera. Hey, uh, guys. Yep. Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder, episode 45. Wow, 45. already. And if you're on YouTube, you can see that we have a guest with us today. This is... This is Tony Bergio. He is a cybersecurity expert. Um, we'll get a little bit more into who he is and what he does and uh, the title he has in a little bit, but he is going to teach us a lot about being safe online and with technology. So Absolutely. So we're, we're really excited. Have a round of applause. We're excited to have Tony in today. <laughs> How's it going? Doing fine. Doing fine. Um, so before we jump too far into that, you know, we're going to, as always, do the social media and talk about our announcements. Find us at whiskeyandwonder.com, Instagram at Whiskey Podcast, YouTube, Whiskey and Wonders, our channel. I would highly recommend everybody go check this video out as I still have the mustache. <laughs> but my beard is growing back soon. So it's growing back quick. I'm hoping by the time I'm back from vacation, it'll be 100%. Grown back in? Uh, not grown back in, but like it'll cover my face. <laughs> um. Check us out. Uh, you can find us on Patreon, uh, uh, patreon.com slash whiskey and wonder and email us at contact at whiskey and wonder.com. So, and if you're on YouTube, you can see all that stuff right there on the screen. We've made it super easy. If you're not on YouTube, it is in the show notes down below. Yes. Um, as far as announcements go, it's quick. Uh, the first one is just that we're always still looking for guests and guest drinkers. We're happy to have Tony here as our first guest that's not uh, mine or Megan's, as Megan likes to call them, life partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, if you would love to be a guest, please shoot us an email. Let us know. Yes. Megan? So I have the other half of the announcement today, and it is a bad announcement, and I'm very sorry um, last week, I promised you guys that we would not miss a, an episode when Tyler goes on vacation, that I would go ahead and do research and we would double up and record before he leaves. That is not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up over, um, over extending myself, I guess, because uh, this week we are also in the process of moving and packing and doing all the fun stuff that comes with that. And I just couldn't find time to research and do the packing and other stuff I had to life, do. Life finds a way to get in the way. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm going to modify that uh, Jeff Goldblum quote there for yes. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we are going to end up missing an episode next week. Um, I'm sorry about that, guys, but we will be back the weekend after that. Yes. So I'm sorry. That's my bad, my fault. I thought I could do more than I could. That's and all I can't. right. Life life happens. Um as for every anything else, just want to say thank you to everybody that listens, that supports us, that donates, that subscribes and likes us, you know, it makes everything possible. So definitely. It helps out a lot. I guess on that note, we're gonna go ahead and transition. Two.
open segment. I am so used to hitting the damn opening the bottle one. I always go right there to it. And then I'm like, that says open. Nope, wrong open. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so this is, Tony, this is our open segment. I know you listen to the show, so you you know what it's about. Um, so I mentioned just briefly right right earlier, uh, if you're on YouTube, you see we've got Tony and Megan squeezed into one camera. I have fought and tried and struggled since about 3, 3.30 today, trying Oof. to get uh, a GoPro I have set up as a camera. It's a long time, on man. Yeah, well, it, in, it involved a trip to Best Buy, so it wasn't just me struggling here necessarily, but suffice to say, uh, I thought I could rig something together with some stuff I bought at Best Buy and was unable to. Um, apparently, I there's a difference between a capture card and a HDMI to USB adapter. Oh. One sends video, one doesn't. So, Jesus. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. So I've, I've spent, and I, like I said, most of the afternoon trying to figure that out. And so, unfortunately, we are squeezing them into one camera frame, but I know what I need to do. And so we'll have that piece. I'm actually going to return what I bought and buy that piece tomorrow because they come out to about the same price. So we'll have it for the future. Indeed. Um, well, you guys have kind of heard how my week has been going, just stressed out and doing collecting boxes and storage stuff and, you know, getting everything together. Um, that's kind of been my life. Just stress. All the stress. All the stress. I hate moving. Yeah, it's the worst. It, it is, is so bad. It's it awful. Complete. I paid people to move last time. And yeah, then I was, so did we. I was so cheap about it, too. And they were... <laughs> I, I literally told them... I had things boxed up, but I was like, I don't want you guys to move the boxes. I can move the boxes. I want you to move the heavy stuff, like the furniture. Yeah. And they took two hours... Because their policy is to like wrap up the beds and whatnot. I was like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, just move the damn bed. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't care if you wrap up my mattress. Just move it. <laughs> I can clean the dirt off of it. But so, what's up with you? How's how's your week been, Tony? Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, just uh, work stuff and. Uh, you know, I got a few personal projects that I like to to mess around with. I have a sort of a cybersecurity lab machine at home that I mess around with and just uh playing video games with my wife and uh playing with uh, our dogs. That's about it. That sounds like a good week. Yeah. I'm down for that. I like that. What kind of dogs do you have? Uh they're both lab mixes. Ooh. Oh, they're, I bet they're loving and affectionate as hell. They, to us, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, to well, point. they, one of them thinks that literally everything is for her. And so the other one has kind of gone into a resource guarding mode a little bit. Mm. And, uh, sometimes they get into it. So we're with the help of Megan, who is a freaking genius. <laughs> Thank and you. Thank has you. recommended a couple of very good books to Corey and I. Uh, we're working through it, but it's been, it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Megan, Megan helped me with Bo a ton too. And I'm, I'm looking to add 
another soon. So, and I just know that they had a litter on the way. Yeah, I saw so. the uh, Aussies post that they had pups. I was like, well, they had, they had them. They said they're on the way. Oh, they're on the way. Okay, yeah. I was, I've been monitoring, trying to see if they actually have them. Um, so. I'm excited about that. I'm nervous. I'm not sure if it's the right time or if I should do it or if I should hold off. So I got to do some thinking. But uh, you said you've been playing some video games. What what video games have you been playing? I've been, uh, out, I've been out of it for a while. So We play a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. Okay. Um, and also, Corey has really gotten into Minecraft. So I finally picked that up. And uh, we started a server on Minecraft Realms. And... Uh, I also have a Nintendo Switch that I play a ton of. Okay. So, yeah. I've been I've been out of the video game world for way too long. Long time. Yeah, I haven't played. I, I basically stopped playing in college or shortly after college. Every once in a while, I'll get on Call of Duty just because it's free. Yeah, it, yeah. It's free War, and you don't Warzone, need... Warzone, yeah, I think Warzone. it's called. Yeah, Warzone. Yeah. I suck at shooting games, so... I... I not that good either, but I'll play. I've got some old coworkers that I'm still good friends with. That that's play. cool. And that that's kind of how we hang out that and we uh, bump in each other. We work, we work different jobs now, but we still work in the same industry. So every once in a while we, we bump in each other on, you know, random sites. Job yeah, sites that's cool. Stuff, so it's yeah. always good to see them. Yeah, and definitely. Jamie and Joel, shout out to you guys. Cause I know y'all are listening. <laughs> oh, and I've been dipping my toe into fighting games uh, oh, nice. a bit too. Like, uh, this game Guilty Gear Strive just came out. Nice. It's a uh, kind of anime-ish, uh, but yeah, that's a lot of fun. Cool. Is it like a Mortal Kombat yeah. fighting game? Kinda? Uh a little bit. Um, the the way that the fights go is a little different than Mortal Kombat. Um, there's a lot of different crazy like animation cancels and stuff, and uh, it's got like an awesome kind of like hand drawn looking art style. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really it's really awesome. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. Oh, well, I reckon it's about that time. This is a whiskey podcast, so let's get on to the whiskey. Yes. Opening the bottle. All right. Uh, so I'm super excited to try this whiskey, and I've been excited to try it since I uh, ended up getting it. This was actually a gift from Tony and his wife. So I thought, what a good episode to try it. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Yes. And this is the Bro Brothers Distillery Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey. This is a brand new distillery, as in they just opened late 2020. Um, that's a hell of a time to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thanks. Um, so the bro brothers distillery is the first and so far the only black owned whiskey distillery in the state of Kentucky. It is the creation of Louisville natives and brothers, Victor Bryson and Kristen Yarbrough. The distillery was established in the city's West End, a historically black neighborhood that was also home to the first library in the U.S. available to black citizens and where boxer Muhammad Ali grew up. The Yarbroughs are hoping to revitalize this area by providing jobs to local and supporting other nearby businesses. That's awesome. Yes. That is awesome. 
Um, so because this is such a new whiskey, uh, it is very hard to find. You can order it online to be uh, delivered to you if you're in a state that allows that. Um, currently, they have retailers in Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee, Indiana, and Colorado, and are hopefully adding more um, all the time. All right. Well, have you taken a sip, Tony? Have you smelt yeah, it? So you went ahead and took a sip? All right. We're going to go ahead, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've smelt so far. It's mm-hmm. a little overwhelming with the... Uh, I don't want to say overwhelming. It's It's got a faint burn to it, uh, a little bit of... It only singed my nose hairs. I guess I'll say it that way. I'm I'm getting like a vanilla-y, sugary smell from it. Maybe an apple on top of that. Yeah, I was about um, to say apple, citrusy kind of smell. Yeah, yeah. A um, little bit of burn your nose hair. Not bad. Um, it smells... Like a bourbon, it's very, very sweet smelling. Um, yeah, uh, honestly, I wanted to say I could smell a little bit of corn in it. Uh, that would make sense. I think it's yeah, a naturally with bourbon. Well, duh, but um, it's kind of a little floral too, maybe. If I really think about it, I can probably pick out like a almost like a rose, yeah. I don't know what enough flowers smell like to pick to get that that <laughs> detailed with it. I don't. I don't stop to smell the flowers, as it were. You don't know. You've got to enjoy life, oh my man. I enjoy it. I just don't enjoy smelling flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so All did right. You, did you say you found what the notes should yes. be? Okay, cool. What um, are we supposed to smell? Attractive floral aromas of hey. in bloom red roses Damn. with apples and nutmeg. Nah. I'm not gonna lie, when you said a rose, I thought I was like, no way. Uh, but apparently I'm wrong. Megan's Megan's nose is calibrated very well. <laughs> the dogs rub off on her. Oh, that's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, I can't let it slide without going nutmeg. Don't don't mess with me. I've had that. Uh, okay. I, I I think we might have mentioned this on here once or twice. I still use the email from when I was like eight. I yeah, it's it's hilarious. That is really funny. So, you judge me all you all want, right. but I don't want to make a new email. And so, what'd you taste in there, Tony? Yeah, what are you thinking? You took a sip. Um. A little bit of, I don't maybe like molasses or something, um, and also it it definitely does taste like bourbon um, to me, and it's it's maybe kind of woody too. Um, Are you typically a bourbon drinker? Do you typically drink scotch or? Um, I actually haven't tried scotch before. Ooh. Usually, I drink bourbon. Um, I really, if I'm having a cocktail at home. I really like to make an old fashioned. Okay. All right. Um, I took a sip of this thing and what I took away from it, it's very muted compared to what I expected. Um, I expected it to be a little bolder. It is just, pretty mellow. Just based yeah. off the smell. And yeah. it, it is, it is compared very... to how strong it smells. It's not nearly re- as reflective in that. 
Mellow was a great word. Yeah. Yeah. I like mellow. It's uh, definitely a spicy whiskey, like a a warm spicy, though. Yeah, like it do, it, the, it, it the warmth of it is definitely there. Yeah, it doesn't linger. The spice doesn't mm-hmm. linger. Yeah. No. Um, I'm struggling to get any flavor. I definitely like, it's, get it's, corn. It's going so fast that I'm struggling. Mm, I definitely get corn. Um, I do think I'm tasting like a molasses or something. Something sweet. Some sort of sweet, yeah. syrupy type of sweetness. Um, I'm trying to pick out anything else. Um, like it has a good flavor. It's just very hard to identify individual tastes. Yeah. And, um, and it, it's, it, it it passes very quickly, and the finish is is really short as well. Uh, the burn is the longest thing that hangs around, and it's a very. I mean, you guys that listen, you know me. I don't like a, I don't like an intense burn, and it's very mild. It's a minty. It, it, it's kind of like a hybrid, the burn between like a big red gum type type <laughs> of burn and a mint. Yeah, that's a like good a description. Burn. Yeah, it, it, I agree. It falls somewhere in between that, and it it lingers, but it's. You know me. I don't like a burn. It's like a it's a good burn that's lingering. It's like a one and a half. Yeah. On the burn scale. I'm I'm gonna mess around and drink all of it now, just trying to trying to figure out what it tastes like. Get the taste. Yeah. Um, the initial taste for sure is where that sweet molasses comes in. Uh, the mid I'm getting a cereal grain, a cereal grain, um, like uh, the corn yeah, or the corn, yeah. Um, and then the end. It it is really fast. Like there's not a lingering aftertaste. I got um, I got a lingering aftertaste. It's definitely an oaky aftertaste that time. I was okay. able to pay attention to it. Yeah, um, that yeah. must be the wood. That's the wood you get. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's oaky. Okay, interesting. Um, well, we are. Let's see what we're supposed to be tasting. Um, green apple and pear. Huh. With ginger and nutmeg. All uh, right. Nutmeg. Well, <laughs> leave me alone. Um, let's see. I found another review on a different website. Let's pull up their Apple and pear, huh? Yeah. That's really interesting. Okay. This person's review is 100% opposite side of the world. Soft brown sugar and cookie dough with a cinnamon spike and vanilla ice cream. I could maybe see the the brown sugar and the the cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. But the other stuff, not so much. Yeah, I'm I'm not getting any fruit flavors in this at all. No, me neither. No, not at all. Um, I definitely am getting more sweet baked goods type yeah. flavors. So I would agree: brown sugar, cinnamon, vanilla. Um, I smell the apple on it, but I'm not tasting any type of apple or anything lingering like that. I guess maybe the, the bite at the end has a similar tartness to it that you could maybe, uh, associate with like green apple. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Do me a favor and pull that microphone. Like, get, oh, my get bad. It. no, yeah. you're good. You, you can move it however you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, twist it. Just get it like okay. maybe an inch or so away. How about that? Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. There we go. Just well, want to make sure. 
Everything sounds all good. Yeah. And I, I, as I mentioned to you guys last week, I'm trying. I got this new mic, and it's hard. I realized the last episode I wasn't loud enough again, so I cranked. So hopefully I'm not too loud this time. I cranked the volume. <laughs> like the voice of God. <laughs> I am the voice of God. <laughs> but, yeah, so, all right. Uh, I guess with that, y'all have anything else you want to mention about this before we move on? No, I'm curious to see where it where it goes yeah I'm, I'm digging it all right well we'll move on and we'll move into the wonder segment it's time for the wonder segment all right tony so this is uh really gonna be your ball game um i know pretty much nothing on Anything security-related and protecting yourself online. Um, I I don't, like, research into, like, why you shouldn't use smart devices or, like, have certain apps turned off or whatever. I just, everything's always running. I, I don't know. I don't get where or why I should care, I guess. Um now, see, that's, that's where we differ because yeah, I, yeah, I know. I understand. <laughs> like, I'm not by any means a genius, but like, I have a VPN that I run. I have, I, I try to limit my permissions. Like, obviously, I don't limit a ton of them because you know convenience. But I understand that I'm probably being watched because of that. Yeah, and you know i i understand there are negative consequences with that as well but i don't know to what extent i guess so i feel like i've got a toe dipped in but no more than just like not even the big toe it's like like the pinky toe the pinky toe i'm yeah. like looking on the horizon and i see the water <laughs> okay. like, well so. uh i can tell you that you should jump in cuz the water is warm Kind of scary and tearing down <laughs> democracy. <laughs> right. I like so, that. I, well, sorry, I mean, I'm, I don't like that, but I'm I like a your for description. humor. Uh, so, uh, so uh, you have actually hit the the nail right on the head, Tyler. Where you're saying like, uh, when you uh, when you go for convenience, you are trading away some security, like just by the nature of not only digital security, but I mean, even with physical security, right? Like if somebody wants to come into this room, the most secure room you could have is like, you know, 18 feet thick concrete walls and, you know, steel rebar. So a signal can't get out and like no door. Right. But you know, if you got a room without a door, it's no good to anybody. Right. Like nobody can use that. So uh, you got to put a, you got to put a door in there. But, you know, when you put the door in, that's, you know, that's a way somebody else could get in, too. So um, it's it's definitely a trade-off you have to make. When you say to what extent, um, that depends on something called your threat model. So a threat model is like, if you think about who might want to do you harm. Um, Everyone. <laughs> so That's how I go through life. That's... <laughs> Um, man, I'll tell you what, as somebody who struggles with anxiety, I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like, you know, for the most part, if you're just your average everyday Joe, uh, 
the the people who might want to do you harm from a cybersecurity perspective are looking for attack uh, targets of opportunity. They are probably just looking for way to make ways to make money, and they want to exploit the targets that require the least work possible, right? Because it's um it's like a return on investment sure. thing. Yeah. So you're investing a small amount of time to get the most. Yeah. Yeah, Suckers. exactly. Same reason why you target different houses. I mean, the house yeah. with the dog is going to be a lot harder to get into than the house next door that doesn't have a dog. Or a security system or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so... <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but you brought up security system. Let's just say I have a family member who steals the security system signs that's funny. Them, I've heard put, I've heard of people doing that. One of my family members does that. Uh, what puts it up front? Speaking of dogs, my my dog actually knocked ours over uh, like two days ago, and I keep meaning to go out there and pick it up and put it back in the ground, and I haven't done it yet. It's oh, just man. it's laying face down in the yard. <laughs> well, <laughs> like at least you got the dogs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, you know, like. Uh, there, there are a lot of reasons people might hack, but uh, probably the most common one that everybody would have to worry about is for profit. So, uh, you know, if your information gets compromised when they hack Experian, for instance, uh, yeah, they're probably going to try to sell that information and maybe they want to uh, steal somebody's identity or uh, apply for credit or... They could use that information later on to social engineer uh, something else. Social engineering is um, what you might call like human hacking, like where they, for example, send you an email that says like, hey, we know where this is your bank and you got to click this link to, I don't know, stop us from taking all the money out of your account or whatever. Like, and you click the link and they steal your bank password or whatever. Like, uh mm-hmm. So that that's uh, social engineering, but like I said, the way that they do want to do that is at scale, and so to do it at scale, you want to weed out all the tough targets. So if you you know if you ever look at a spam email, sometimes it's really funny to look at spam emails because they have you know like horrible grammar and tons of typos, and it's just <laughs> like so obviously fake, and you when you see that you might think like, man, these people are morons. Like they can't even put a sentence together. And it's like, actually that, uh, lack of perceived professionalism is working in their favor in some respects, because they know that anybody who's going to pick out those mistakes in that email is probably somebody they are not going to be able to fool anyway. So they're self-selecting for the suck. So that it's intentional. It could be. Yeah. Wow, I, mean, I did not of, think that. There's a lot of people hacking in other countries, too. It might just be that English is not their first language. Uh, but even if it is, you could make the case that if you if you want a more effective phishing email, maybe you, you want to have a few typos and stuff. Wow. So, uh, and we talked a little bit before we started recording here, but I, I mentioned to you my workplace got hacked right before I joined it. Right. And because of that, they they periodically send out um, phishing alert emails, and it's like you said, it's very. Um, it's like a test. Yeah, it, they it do it in my job it, too. It, it's yeah. a test, but it's very um, 
Like you could you could see it from like, a oh, mile yeah. away. Obvious. Yeah, but they got they got one of the directors Oof. with oh, one because that's it, a bad it, look. It came from um it came from a very official it was very official looking what they said. It said at our HR department and blah and most did they of show them, like did did they let everybody know what it looked like? Like how how uh no, I don't think so. I don't I don't remember exactly all the details, but uh somebody was telling me that basically she got she got sent a lot more after that. That's funny. Um but yeah, I, so I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I've had a couple come make it through my work that weren't actual um weren't tests, they were actual ransomware emails, so well, a, a ransomware email and a phishing email is two different things. Oh, okay. But, well, I mean, you could get infected with ransomware through a phishing email. Okay. Um, but uh, ransomware is like a its own separate beast. Like, you might say that phishing is the way you sneak into the building, and ransomware is the bad thing you do when when you're in. Okay. okay. So it's like yeah, like you use a fake ID to get in the building and then you plant a bomb somewhere in the building. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. use a drastic example. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's, so, uh, less anybody, drastic than a bomb. Anybody listening who, who doesn't know what ransomware is, uh, it's like uh, malware that encrypts all your files and then you can't access any of your data. You su- try to sign into your computer and it's like, you know, you've been hacked by these Russian guys. Like, pay us 20 bitcoins if you want your stuff back and then we'll help you decrypt your data or whatever. And, uh, and they can do that remotely with like a virus or something. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So like probably, you know, you maybe downloaded, uh, an application that you thought was legit, uh, or clicked a, a link and, uh, tried to download something off of that or, you know, whatever. And you've downloaded this application that then, systematically goes through all the data on your computer and encrypts it. And then maybe also can s- spread to other, uh, other computers on your same network. Um, and so like, uh, with the colonial pipeline pipeline hack, uh, for instance, they hit the business side. They didn't actually hit the pipeline itself. What the, what happened was they hit the business side of things where you have like corporate or whatever uh, and encrypted a network there. And from what I understand, I, I think they had to stop the pipeline because they didn't have anybody, any way of charging anybody or tracking what was being used mm. because mm, their business well, systems were down. Yeah. So they, they, they should have just let it run. Yeah. They lost their <laughs> ledger. Yeah. Essentially. It, essentially. Yeah. And now too, cause with a lot of companies, they say, well, whatever, we'll just restore from backups, right? If you, if they have backups, they should. Uh, but even now, even if you do that, they'll say, well, you know, we copied all your stuff before we encrypted it. And so if you don't pay us, we're going to release it to the world or whatever. Uh, or, you know, sell it to your competitor or, you know, blackmail on all top kinds of. of stuff. Yeah, blackmail on top of blackmail, basically. Sure. Uh so yeah, it's a it's a it's kind of a an evolving threat at the moment. So you you mentioned something earlier, and and it raised a question in my mind. Um, I think it kind of goes back to the threat model and just kind of, you know, the everyday Joe 
you know, they're basically they're looking to steal your identity, steal your credit card, make money off yeah. of, off of what you have. What can the everyday Joe do to what is like the the easiest step they could take, or maybe a couple easy steps they could take? Yeah, to protect themselves. So uh, I actually put together some notes about that. Um, I would say the first two things that you should do are, first of all, get a password manager. I use LastPass. Um, one password is another really popular one. And uh, since LastPass started to charge everybody recently, I started to pay because I was too lazy to, to switch. I've been a LastPass user for years. So, uh, But another one that's free is called Bitwarden. Um, so that will be a tool that you can use to store all of your passwords. Um, What's and to stop them from getting hacked? So I, I was about to address that actually. Um, <laughs> so LastPass, who I use, has been hacked before, but they are a very security conscious company, and they keep their network where they store user passwords entirely separated from their business network. Mm -hmm. And so the business network got hacked, but the the place where they store all the passwords did not. Okay. Um. So that's, you know, it's a, it, it is a matter of kind of who you decide to go with. Um, you, you, hopefully you choose one that has a lot of good security practices, but, uh, there, there are other alternatives too. Like I know some people use an application that's free called KeePass. Um, it's K E E P A S S. And that one actually, you just have an encrypted database of passwords stored locally on your computer and you can put it on a flash drive and carry it around with you. Um, and I, I think the encryption on that is, is pretty strong too. Uh, but for somebody like me, like, you know, if I've got my, all my passwords on a flash drive, like, and I need to put a password on my phone, it doesn't do a whole lot of good. Yeah. Yeah. And so plus I'm, I'll be honest, I'm absent-minded as hell. I'd probably lose a flash drive. <laughs> <So>, Fair. <laughs> you know. Fair. So that was going to be my, well, I have a couple of questions when it comes to password managers because I've, like, texted you and asked about them before and then I've never committed to using one. <laughs> um, do they generate passwords for you? Oh, yeah, that's, that's actually what I was going to say next. So you always want to use a unique password for every account that you have everywhere because a lot something that's really easy to do is if they compromise your password in one place they will definitely uh try to use that same password to check whether or not everywhere you can log into your stuff everywhere else yeah so okay. you want uh LastPass and these other tools all will help you to randomize a password like in my LastPass account i use a completely unique randomized password and it's like 16 characters long for literally everything in there um, and I, the great thing is I don't have to know any of those passwords. I just because know the stored. password to log into my last pass. That's it. So my other question is if I get something like LastPass, and obviously it's on my computer, but then I want to log into my email from my tablet. Is there, how does LastPass connect to my other devices? Uh, so LastPass I haven't used 1Password or Bitwarden before. I assume they probably do something similar. Uh, but LastPass has browser extensions for Firefox and Chrome. And then they also have apps on Android and iOS. Okay, so you would use an app to 
Or yeah. is it a background app that you don't have to do anything with? Uh, you would have to sign into it. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, like with the, the Firefox and Chrome extensions and the app on Android, usually it can uh, autofill a field. So, like, all you have to do is it'll show a little icon in a password field. Like, if you're looking at Facebook, your login or whatever, it'll show a little icon. You click on it, and it autofills your, your password there. All right. All right. Interesting. So, uh, uh, I'm... I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the password manager here. So you have a, you tell it what your password is, or you set a password, let's just say for my bank, I yeah. set up a password and then it stores that password and scrambles it. Yeah. They, essentially, they encrypt and it everything. Just, yeah. It just remembers it for me. Yeah. And so I, I don't need to log into my bank anymore. I just need to you log You do into log into your bank, but you... Uh, can copy and paste the password out of LastPass or have okay. it have so a it browser fills extension that, auto fills fill it out for you. Gotcha. So you don't have to memorize it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you don't have to use like password one, two, three anymore. Please it will turn. God, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it will turn it into something like ABF exclamation point one, two, nine, seven. Yeah. I mean, AQL. I, yeah. It's going to be way more complicated than that. 16 yeah. characters yeah. is what I use. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was the other thing you, you, you mentioned there was two things people could do. What was this? Oh yeah. Thing? Yeah. The other thing you want to do is, uh, enable what they call multi-factor authentication everywhere you possibly can. Um, if you've ever seen that thing where like they text you a six, six digit code and then you have to type it in after you type in your password, or sometimes there'll be an app like the Google authenticator app, or, uh, there's another one called Authy, uh, that you use and it, uh, basically it's, so when you have authentication to anything, there's what they call different factors of authentication. And it's basically different ways that they can confirm you are who you say you are. Um, and those are divided up into categories. So you can authenticate through, so, uh, something, you know, like a password, something you have like your phone, uh, uh, something that you are like a biometric authentication, like a thumbprint um, or something you do. Uh, so like sometimes there are applications usually for like higher security stuff where like it'll analyze the way that you type and oh, everybody's wow. got like an individual uh, time between yeah. keystrokes and stuff. Uh, and it'll, it'll authenticate you that way too. Or, uh, wow. So they could also do somewhere you are. So like maybe they look at what IP address you're logging in from and base it on your geographic location too. So I, I was actually just about to ask about the where, yeah, because I feel like there's a ba very basic version that goes on with my home security system. Like when I'm within a certain area, it disables essentially like I'm home. You don't need to run now. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Same principle. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, so m what multi-factor authentication does is it is verifying your identity through more than one more than of one. those yeah. things. Okay. So instead of just the password, it's also, you know, maybe it's taking the six-digit code off that app on your phone, which is something you have, um, and that makes it a lot harder to compromise your account. So even if they get your password, 
which I mean, if that happens, you should still reset it, of course. But sure. uh, at least there's like another line of defense. Yeah, which is, you're, you're, if you have your phone, you're going to get that message. Yeah, and exactly. You're like, I didn't log in. Yeah. And okay. what they call that defense in depth. It's a it's like a really important concept in in security. And that kind of goes back to what I was getting at before of convenience of like yeah. now there's an extra step in the process. Exactly. And for my personal stuff, typically I don't mind that. For my work stuff, oh lord, <laughs> it's so frustrating. The yeah, that's understandable. You know, it, a lot of people I think are. <laughs> It's funny you mention that. I think a lot of people are, they're like, well, it's just work, whatever. I don't care. Like, whereas they get annoyed if their personal stuff is more yeah. difficult to deal with. For me, it's the opposite. Like, you know, I spend 40 hours a week or 45 hours a week, even, uh, you know, working. Like, I want my work to be as easy and uh, maybe even enjoyable as possible. Yeah. Like, so, you know, something. Yeah, I, I'm definitely with you there. And to that end, actually, like text messages um, are not only uh, maybe not as easy as having an authenticator app, but they're also less secure. Um, so there's something, and this is kind of a a more difficult thing to do. Somebody's not not going to be doing this to you if they if all they want is to steal like five hundred dollars from you, like. They're going to be targeting. They're going to be targeting fish. somebody specific for for something important, probably. Sure. In this, but like, there's something called uh, SIM swapping, where they can essentially call your phone company and convince the person on the other end of the phone that they're you, and have them send out a duplicate SIM card for the phone, and then if they put that SIM card in their phone, when the, uh, when you try to log in, and you know that two-factor authentication code gets sent out via text message, it'll go to their phone. Mm. And then they, uh, you know, if they have your password, then they can log in. So with uh, with an authenticator app, that's a lot harder to do. Yeah, wow. Uh, I know we, like I said, my work phone has an, an authenticator app, specifically right. a little different than the text. Yeah. Um. So what do you have any other tips for Yeah, yeah. So um everyday people. So going back to social engineering and phishing, like obviously, you know, if you get an email with an attachment in it and you're not expecting an attachment from that specific sender, don't open it. Like just you know, unless Megan tells me that she's sending me a picture of Kaylee and Osgood, uh I'm not going to open an attachment from her that she says is a picture of my dogs, right? Like, because that's like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, uh, if you do receive something that you're not expecting, whether it's from a friend or family member or a business, reach out to that person on, on a different channel and be like, Hey, did you send me this? Like, you know, if I get that picture from Megan, maybe I'll, I'll send her a quick text and be like, Hey, did you send me this? Like, or, you know, if I get an email from my bank saying that I need to click this link and log in to whatever, like, I'm not going to do that, but I probably would like, you know, you'll want to give them a call, give them a call. uh, Or, I mean, you could email them, but don't click anything in that email to email them. Go, you know, go to the website and 
figure out what is the e- correct email address to email them at. Yeah. At least, you know, uh, so y- you just want to use the correct channel to actually reach who you're trying to reach. I- I've actually experienced something similar to that where I've had, I've received like an email and I don't remember who it was from. It was some, it was either my bank or bill or, or somebody I had an account with. And yeah. it just, it was, it just didn't seem right. Yeah. And it was, it was talking uh, something about identity being compromised. And so I actually reached out to the institution. I just dropped it and called them, like, yeah. you know, and turned out it was some kind of potential attack. Yeah. You did so, the right thing. Yeah. 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 So it, it, you know, I, I, I'm that type of person. Like I said, I go through my entire life assuming that 99% of the people are untrustworthy and, and <laughs> trying to get me in some way, shape, or form. So I don't trust anything. So I am going to jump in because I uh, I listen to and watch and read about a lot of like true crime type things. And um, one of the things I have always been told, like from my mom ever since I was little, is if you were driving alone somewhere um, and like a cop goes to pull you over, but it's like a deserted road and you don't know where you are, call 911 and be like, hey, there's a cop behind me. Let them know I'm going to somewhere public. Public, And then the operator can tell you like, yeah, that's a cop or like, no, that's not. We're going to send officers your actual way. Sure. So um, that almost sounds like it's taking that in a digital yeah form it is a really similar concept okay that helps me understand it better given it something physical in the real world that i can compare it to yeah definitely um so um to to go along with the sim swapping thing too you know if somebody does contact you and says like hey we just texted you a six digit code or we need to verify something open up this app and read me the numbers like obviously you don't want to do that (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) Because, sure. uh, yeah, I mean, that, that is definitely something that can happen, too. Um, in terms of other tips, I would say, you know, keep your operating system and your any software on your computer up to date. Um, you know, if, you know, uh, what they call Patch Tuesday comes up and Microsoft has an update for your computer, it might be a pain. But, you know, go ahead and uh, go ahead and do it. I'm the worst. Yeah. I hate those. I post It can be a so real pain. Long. So one thing that's good though is, uh, especially with Windows 10, there's a feature where you can schedule the installation and the restart. So, you know, just leave your computer on at night and schedule it for two in the morning. And, uh, you'll never even know what happened. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I would recommend doing to try to make it more painless. But, uh, yeah, cause that, I mean, that stuff is important. Um, Additionally, if you do have internet-connected devices in your home, uh, like what they call the Internet of Things, you know, like if your toaster and your refrigerator and your Alexa and all that hooked up to the internet. Oh, I probably shouldn't say that word. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I actually do she's have one like, and yes. she's, she's listening now. <laughs> so, sorry, people with the Bezos person in your home. Uh, don't... Uh, you know, don't push, put off updating that stuff either. Um, because those devices are, are definitely weak points. Um, a lot of those devices actually are not made in such a way that they can be updated 
depending on what you buy, you know, if you're looking to get uh, an internet connected doorbell or refrigerator or whatever, definitely look at when you're doing research and figuring out what you want to get, make sure you get one that the manufacturer is going to support and issue updates for. So, uh, you just made me like pucker a little bit there because <laughs> I have so many smart devices in this house. I have so many smart lights and so many smart, just random things. Your temperature um, is yeah, a smart. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to list them all off. <laughs> just, I don't want to give people the the oh the idea, idea of hacking me <laughs> what they can and can't hack. I'm just gonna leave it at lights and thermostat. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Are are all those things things that could be hacked? It potentially. I mean, you know, there's uh, a lot of those devices might be like, oh, hey, you know, you could uh, log in on your way home from work and turn the AC down or, you know, turn your lights on, whatever. But, you know, if that's something that you're able to do, that means your network is out on the Internet. Uh, and if the, the if the manufacturer of those devices isn't properly securing the login to reach that page, uh, then you, you know, you could, there could be somebody writing an automated script to, you know, crawl that manufacturer website and find all the open logins and be like, okay, well, this is how many thermostats I could compromise or whatever. Uh, and so is that something, if they were to compromise the thermostat, is that something they could parlay into getting into my network? Yeah. So like from there, uh, they could do what's called pivoting, where they could then, uh, you know, scan the network, see what other devices are on there, uh, you know, find your computer and try to try to get in there or something. Uh, and again, you know, like this is, it all depends on the threat model and how, how what lengths somebody's willing to go to. But uh, if you it, piss the wrong person off, they can come after you. Hard. Yeah, well, and that, I mean that's another thing too, right? Like a lot of this stuff is it could be done by somebody who's a stalker or whatever. Yeah, or like you know an ab- abusive ex or whatever. Like that's something that I've heard of too. Like uh, it's it just as I said, it depends on your threat model. Wow! Yikes. Lots of things I was not so, sobering. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It, sobering is a great word. That's, yeah, I would not think that someone could use my thermostat to get to my computer. Yeah, I thought I was well, doing pretty good. I, having ideally, it. they shouldn't be able to, right? Like, if you get one that can be updated by the manufacturer and and a company that is, uh, you know, making their products responsibly, hopefully, that's not something you have to worry about. Uh, or, or if you know a vulnerability is found, they'll issue an update, and you will follow the advice of your friendly neighborhood security professionals and install it. (laughs) I'm just going to say all my devices are 100% from reputable uh, companies. So (laughs) I'm very happy with that. Um, So yeah, that's, uh, that's another thing. Uh, And yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff too, if it's something you never even thought about updating, right? Like, just Google the manufacturer, Google the model of whatever it is. Chances are you'll be able to find like the owner's manual as a PDF file on the internet and download it. And you can read that and it'll show you what to do. Um, maybe that sounds like an obvious thing to say. I don't, I don't know. But for, for a lot of people I find when it comes to technology, they, 
you know, they see a computer screen and they like freeze up. They don't know what to do. They're, they they freak out. They, they get scared. I I I think a lot of it is just kind of common sense, and and I hate to sound so cliche, but common sense just is not that common anymore. Like I said earlier, and I don't. I'm not saying this to toot my own horn, but I got a suspicious looking email from a bank or something, and I, immediately I said, "Well, this looks strange." Yeah. Let me call them and make yeah. sure this is right instead of, oh, I'm just going to trust this blindly. Yeah. Well, you know? that, and that's a, that's the thing too, right? Like if you get a phone call or an email or whatever and you get a gut feeling like something is off, trust that gut feeling. Even if you're wrong and you call and verify and it is legit. What harm is like, it? Like, yeah, you haven't, you haven't hurt yourself. So, uh, and, and you, you, something you just said made me think of something. You mentioned people calling yeah what uh mike so a little bit of excuse me i got the whiskey burps a little bit of the um anecdotal story here my grandmother randomly calls me oh jesus dude yeah she's like you just called me i was like no i didn't she's like well and it's like i knew it wasn't you i got a phone call saying Grandma, it's me, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't call my grandmother grandma, so she always knows when it's yeah. not me. But is is that a form of... It is. So, well, I, I don't know if I would call it cyber, uh, like a cyber threat, but yeah. it's definitely social engineering where there are scam artists out there who will target the elderly specifically because they know that they're more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if they if the person is older and their memory isn't so good or whatever and... They're like, you know, I'm your great grandson and I'm in the hospital and need money or whatever. You know, like that is a really common scam. Yeah. Uh, like I said, fortunately, I, I don't call my grandmother grandma. So so she knew she yeah. knows every time they call, she knows when it's me. And, and she's got her wits about her for the most part. Right. But. That's good. Yeah. And then she calls me jokingly like, oh, you just called me. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, um, yeah. do they make their voice sound like yours somehow, or no, do they just? They don't have to because if they just if the person are, is that out of it, or they can't hear that no, well, or whatever. So that's I, terrifying. I, I yeah, say, it's awful. My, I just said my grandmother has her wits about her. My grandfather is not as put together at this time in his yeah. life. And a couple of years ago, he ended up. He actually gave his social security number out to somebody over the phone. Oh, I don't know whatever came of that. That sucks. Uh, so yeah, I, mean, I don't I've, think anything. I think it was a legitimate thing. I've heard news reports where people have been fleeced out of like literally their life savings. Mm. Like there's a lot of stuff like that going around for sure. We it, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, yeah. people exactly. as people people suck. Yeah, yeah, people suck. We for ruin sure. everything. Yeah. So okay, way back when I was a dumb eighteen year old, um, I was trying to find you know, jobs to get me through college, I did end up giving um, my social security number over the phone to what I thought was a potential employer and called my mom and she was like, you're a bloody idiot. Um, And I freaked out, stressed out about it, but nothing ever happened. Could something happen in 10 years and it be linked back to that? Like, did I potentially maybe fuck myself? I would say, like, you definitely want to keep an eye on your credit report. Uh, but I mean, I feel like if it's not been used by now, it probably wouldn't it's be likely that you might be okay. I don't, I don't know. Cause 
you know, if that ended up in somebody's database somewhere, and it's probably getting traded around on, uh, the you know, dark the dark web. web on different forums and stuff, or uh, sold in a list, like it could get. I don't know. It just depends. Who knows what happened with it? Yikes. We you mentioned the dark web, and this has nothing really to do with anything. But I've always wanted to get on there and just browse around and see. But I feel like I'll accidentally click the wrong thing and end up buying somebody from another country. That <laughs> I, I just like I don't want to. I don't want to take any part of that. Just accidentally click the wrong thing, and a pound of heroin shows up at my door or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, I owe somebody sixteen thousand dollars. Like what I do, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean it's a. I haven't really messed around with that too much. I I know that. It's uh, you basically use something called Tor to get on there. But uh, I I've listened to one podcast where they explored it for a. Uh, they just explored around, explained what it was, and and yeah, I've essentially had the same mindset I did, except they actually went on there and they were like, you know what, I need to leave before I do something that I can't yeah. reverse. Well, and the funny thing is, a lot of the. Um, like all the addresses, I think are dot. I think all of them are dot onion addresses, uh, or at least the majority of them. But a lot of them are seemingly random, like character strings. Like it might just be random letters dot onion, and so it's like you're unless you you pick up the address somewhere, like you're not gonna know to go there. Yeah, it'd be very uh, hard to find yeah, that specific. So, so um, now I mean, if you Google that you know like show me all the coolest dark websites like yeah <laughs> don't please don't google that uh, <laughs> and kind of want to go on reddit and yeah, see if there's no, a d- d- just reddit slash dark web oh jesus I, that sounds like you that sounds like how you end up on the kitty porn site oh, I just, just I, honestly no, that's you. the main reason i've never actually gone on there is like i'm terrified i'm going to see something i cannot unsee honestly i completely forgot about that aspect yeah of it, so that's you're... the main thing for me because i i like i mentioned I, i've got like a lab machine set up in my house that i can like mess with things and not you know i keep it separated from everything else on my network and then that way i can do whatever i want and not have to worry about affecting anything adversely like you know if i want to look at a virus I could download it or, you know, if I, I'm trying to hack something, it's probably like a virtual machine that I've got running in the background and I, I don't have to worry about accidentally hitting something else out on the internet or whatever. Sure. Like, uh, but even then, like, I'm not gonna, not gonna mess with that. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. And, and you mentioned that you have that lab computer and, and I wrote it down earlier. What exactly is that? Is so, it's just something you use to... Let's say there's like a new virus that's been released, Joel. So reverse engineering is something that I really want to get into. Um, my, I, it's it's an area that I'm super green in at the moment. My main focus has been trying to learn things uh, about what's called red teaming, what's also called penetration testing. Um, basically, you're learning to hack uh, ethically so that you can white hat find the weaknesses. Hackers, right? Yeah, yeah, that's another term for it. Like white hat hacking, ethical hacking is like so that you can find the weaknesses and and report them so they can be fixed. So uh, yeah, I've heard of that. That's like the FBI and yeah, and, and, and a other... lot of a lot of companies have teams of those people too. Sure. Uh, so that's kind of my interest right now, and it's just 
smart to not be connected to the internet when you're doing a lot of that stuff as like a very cautious step so that if you are if you're running any kind of like automated thing on your network or you're just you know going through a bunch of ip addresses you don't accidentally end up hitting something out on the internet or whatever sure. which i mean it would be kind of hard to do that anyway because ip addresses there's a subset of them that are like local only so you would only ever hit internal addresses but i'm the type of person that's very risk averse uh so i you know i'm like overly cautious sure i mean it sounds like you kind of have to be in certain situations like that so yeah when i was studying for my degree uh i read a, a textbook um by a guy i can't remember his last name all of a sudden bruce something he's a really famous uh author in the world of cryptography but uh he described how a lot of people in cybersecurity have what they, they call like a professional paranoia where like, you know, they, they have to be paranoid for their jobs and it kind of bleeds over into a lot of other areas of life. And it, that's definitely, uh, definitely something that I've picked up. I've, your wife has joked about how the more like technologically advanced or knowledgeable you are, the less you like technology. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. I, I actually, I, I legitimately love technology. That's why I, part of why I do what I do. But uh, in terms of the bad stuff that it could do, I, I definitely get uh, get worried about it more and more. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think for me personally, it's not so much the technology. The technology is no different than a hammer. If you get a person that wants to pick that tool up, and use it as a weapon. So be it. Yeah, you know, they're they're gonna do bad things with that tool, right? So, unfortunately, it's just a people thing. Yeah, I just don't trust people. Yeah. So, um, so we've been going on. We're we're we hit the hour mark now. So you got anything? Any last words you want to say? We'll wrap up and then we'll talk talk a little bit more about the whiskey here. And then, uh, if you got anything else you want to talk about, just feel free throw it throw yeah. it on now. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, just a quick review, uh, you know, good password hygiene is super important. Use a password manager, use unique passwords across all your accounts, enable multi-factor authentication. Uh, you know, if you receive a suspicious communication, whether it's a phishing email, text, phone call, whatever, contact whoever that other party is directly. Don't, uh, you know, use another out of band channel, call them, uh, or email them from the number on their website, send them a text if it's a friend, you know, whatever. Uh, and, you know, update all your software and, uh, you know, think about your threat model. So just quick sum up all the all the points there. And uh, if anybody else is interested in cybersecurity, uh, you know, I, the reason I got into this field is, you know, like, I guess 10 or 11 years ago, I was messing around on YouTube uh, I was, I just learned to use Linux. Uh, you know, I, I just installed it for the first time and I, I was messing around on a computer and I watched a YouTube video of this channel called hack five H A K five. And they, there was a dude in a coffee shop at a university, uh, close to my hometown. He was at William Mary university in Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, he, uh, used something called a Wi-Fi pineapple to intercept Wi-Fi communications in this coffee shop. 
and basically steal like Facebook passwords. And it was just this little device like glued to the underside of a reusable coffee cup that he had sitting next to his laptop. Uh, and it like blew my freaking mind. Like, wow. It blew my mind. Nowadays, it's a little harder to do that because um, HTTPS or encrypted communications for websites is, uh, is a lot more common. Uh, and also people, in theory, tend to encrypt their Wi-Fi a lot more. But uh, yeah, like ever since then, I was like, holy shit, that is so cool. Like, uh, yeah, when you yeah. said that, I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Dude. I so ever since then I'm like I want to learn that like and so ever since then I've been really interested in cybersecurity. I finally finished up my degree last year and uh also got my my CISSP certification. So yeah, it's like awesome. living the dream, man. Nice. Cool. Well, yeah. We're so glad you came in here and taught us yes. and everybody out there about yes, it. Yes, thank you so much. I learned a lot. So I'm I yeah, I'm terrified now. Even yep. I, I'm, <laughs> I am thinking very, in all seriousness, I'm thinking hard about changing all the light bulbs back out in my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would, for real though, uh, there are resources you can find. You can, uh, what a lot of people do is set up like a Google News alert where like you might just put in like, you know, Philips Hue light, set up a Google News alert. And then if, if there's some new vulnerability found, you'll, you'll see it on Google News. And uh, that way, you know, you know, you need to go update the the firmware if hope you know, hopefully Phillips would put out an update or whatever. Like okay. so uh there's definitely things you can do. And like I said, it's all about for the most part, the low hanging fruit. If you think about your threat model, like if you are uh I just pick a random if you're a cashier at a grocery store, right? And you come home and, and you like to nick. And you play video games, and that's it. Like, who's gonna really go after you? Yeah, nobody's unless 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 it's personal. Nobody's gonna pick you out of the millions to come after and expend all this effort on. It just doesn't make sense that people want to make money. So if they're unless it's like a randomized thing, even then, like because if it's if it's randomized and they put all this effort into going after you specifically. They don't know if that effort is going to pay off or not. They gotcha. might, if they steal your bank account information, you got five bucks in your account and, uh, you know, your credit is shot and they can't even do anything with your identity. It's like, well, now what are you going to do? You just, you, wasted. you, know, you spent all these hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't want to do that. So most of what people are going to be doing is going to be automated half the time, you know, like automated phone calls, automated phishing emails, uh, automated trying to hack different websites and stuff. Um, or it's going to be, even if it is sent to you specifically, it's going to be done in such a way that they're really looking for the low-hanging fruit. So you want to make sure that you're not the low-hanging fruit. You just got to do like the basic stuff. Now, if you, uh, you know, if you like me and you uh, go, you know, joining Discord servers full of hackers and stuff, uh, maybe your, your threat model is a little different or, you know, like... I actually heard about uh, the there were Korean state-sponsored actor, actors uh, targeting security researchers on Twitter. They would like build a rapport with them in tweets and be like, "Hey, yeah, let's uh, research this thing together, right? Like, let me send you this thing I've been reverse engineering." And they send them something that's actually a Trojan or whatever, and they, oh, wow. then they're stealing like research, 
right? Like, uh, so, you know, the, for, for those people, their threat, threat model is obviously different. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, if you work for the, the FBI or, or the CIA or you're high up in government or whatever, your threat model is probably a lot different. Um, sure. Yeah. CEO of a company. Yeah. Or that too. Like from another, you know, they may exactly. have mm-hmm. even competition. If you're high up in a, a really major corporation, I would say that your threat model is different even when you're at home. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe they somebody wants to compromise your home network as a way to get pivot over to your corporate network. Yeah. Uh, wow. So it's all about that threat model. If if you're just a regular Joe Schmo and you're not a millionaire and you, uh, you're not putting yourself out there in a way that you might come into contact with something shady, <laughs> like, uh, you probably don't have to worry about that much. Like, you there's just this bare minimum level of effort that you can put in and provide yourself with a lot of peace of mind. When you say, when you said the discord full of discord chat rooms, full of hackers, what I immediately thought is like kind of a game of Thrones esque tavern, just full of, (laughs) just full of like mercenaries. Because that's, that's, that's basically what it is, is like just everybody in there's a mercenary. You don't trust anybody. You're all feeling each other out. No, well, to be honest, like, so I attended, uh, DEF CON, which is a security conference. Uh, I, they did it virtually. They call it Uh, DEF CON. It's DEF CON, D E F C O N. Like DEF CON 5. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Sorry. Uh, it's in (laughs) Vegas every year. Uh, but they, they went hybrid this year and I attended virtually. It was my first one ever. It was a blast. I participated in what they call capture the flag. Um, which is, it's kind of like hacking, but you're trying to find just this randomized string of characters and then you've turned it in and verify that you found the thing and you get points for it. It's, it's like a way for people to, to learn to hack and to show off their skills basically. Uh, it's, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. So I, I did some of that. Uh, I met some really cool people definitely learned a lot, listened to a lot of talks and stuff, but you know, there's a discord server full of, uh, people who are attending the con and participating in all these activities and stuff. But it's like, you know, that they are all there to learn and have fun, but they are also all hackers. So, you know, it's like if you get a message from somebody, uh, you got to think about what their intentions might be. Yeah. At the same time, I, I do feel like there's a tendency in the security community to, go a little hard on what they call the OPSEC, like operational security, like, you know, protecting your identity and stuff. I, I've encountered a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't want to dox myself and tell you my real name. Yeah. You know, like, and I sometimes I, like, I can understand that a little bit to an extent. Uh, like, you know, especially if you've had a stalker or something, say. Like, you got to be careful. But sometimes I also feel like people will engage not as authentically as they could to the point where like it's harder to form a connection with that person. And it's like that's you know that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Like I want to have a really cool conversation and get to know this person and exchange knowledge and stuff and you, well, you can't cuz they're like worried about their opsec. Opsec and it's like it turns with some people it, it turns into a big dick contest, you know what I mean? And I'm kind of like, "Oh, give me a break. My name is Tony. I don't care." Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why I like Come at me, bro. Yeah, like <laughs> like I said, you're the I'm you're not, the mercenary. Ma- yeah, like, maybe, like maybe on, not come, come at on. me, bro, but like <laughs> let's just be humans, man. Yeah. Like no, I get you. The, the, just like, you know, Megan asked like, "Oh, should we use your real na- your full name?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like I'm 
I, but you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been a kind of what you see is what you get kind of person too. So <laughs> maybe that's just me. Well, Tony, we appreciate you yeah. coming on here and thank and, you and so much. Us. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited. You're our first, uh, like I said, non boyfriend or girlfriend, spouse, whatever you want to life partner, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> guests. So yes, so a round of applause. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks y'all for having me. This is a uh, this has been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. I've learned so much. I just I think I spent most of the episode with my mouth just like. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're watching, we're gonna you're gonna see us both. Uh, what? <laughs> so all right. With that, I think we're gonna go ahead and move on in and talk a little bit about this whiskey. What about a Tyler Nugget? Do you have one today? Oh yeah, I've got a Tyler Nugget. Oops. Okay, we gotta do that first. Trivia with Tyler. All right, so I got a good one today. Smack me, uh, smack me around last night, actually. <laughs> so early people would drink a ton of water before they went to bed if they knew they had to be up early. Their full bladder would rouse them before the sun rose, meaning that they could wake up before the dawn. Native Americans also used this method called overdrinking well into the 20th century. And so it smacked me at about four o'clock this morning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it works, guys. That is actually kind of brilliant. Yeah. That's, it is, yeah. That's kind of brilliant. Yep. It doesn't work for me because I, you know, I wake up at two in the morning and I have to pee and I'm like, God damn it. Oh, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I was thrilled about waking up at four this morning to pee, but I'd woke up at four to pee and then I went back to bed until 1030. But, you know. <laughs> Apparently, I needed it. So, all right. Now, we're going to go ahead and talk about this whiskey. There you go. If I can find the button. Nope. I lied again. Mail time. Um, so, this week, we actually do have mail. We got two mails, and we are so happy. Thank you, guys. forever. I kind of want to save one just for like, <laughs> next week when we probably won't get one. Um, so our first message this week comes from John the bro. I don't think we've said their last name. So I'm no. Gonna, yeah. So it's, it's Shelby's brother, uh, friend, John, he says strike two. So I'm sorry. I keep giving you guys duds. I really thought you'd like that starlight. If you've had ain't, if you've had angels envy, it reminds me of that with a little more burn, which may be the problem. All of these barrel picks are 110 proof and higher, which I have had to adjust to the way I drink them. I don't inhale through my nose, but rather swallow and exhale out the mouth to avoid too much nasal burn. I tend to pick up more of the flavors that way. Hopefully I'll have a winner amongst the group. Anyway, Tyler, you don't look right without the beard. Sounds like this is temporary, but I would encourage you to wear a costume beard until you grow the real one <laughs> back. Seriously. <laughs> That's a hell of a burn. I yeah, I think I just got called ugly, guys. Um, <laughs> Tyler says he doesn't like the burn, and the listeners send him the burn. I yeah yeah, for real. I don't like the burn in whiskeys, and I get burned. Uh, no, you're right. I hate it. I wish, I wish I had uh, a fake beard to wear, but I don't. I could, uh, I could get like a uh, not a merkin, but 
like a, like bal- a balaclava. Balaclava. No, like one of the fake beards they wear in Hollywood. Not not American. Americans for the vagina, but <laughs> that's like that's like the fake pubes that women yeah. women wear, but like a face American. <laughs> What a in the world? I've never heard of a merkin. Yeah, what in real? M- yeah, dude. M e r k i n. It's it's like a wig for your pubes. Yeah. What in the hell? Um. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Why? I, I, I guess some people like to shave them, and their role requires they have some. I don't know. Well, when I pull up merkin, <laughs> please don't tell me it's like. Like a redneck with a flag. No, <laughs> no. Um, like the very first thing that pulls up is Jared Leto. I don't know why, but oh lord, uh, that's interesting. Okay, so, so yeah. Anyway, so friend John, uh, I'm sure one of these next two is going to be great. We're we're excited. We're going to have get back to them next week. We'll have uh, number three, which I'm not going to spoil what that is, but we are excited for it. Um, and also the beard, hopefully, like I said earlier, I'm hoping it's back within, by the next episode, since we're going to end up missing one. Um, our next message comes from friend Morgan, who I'm going to shout out. She is a loyal Patreon supporter. So shout out to you, friend Morgan. Thank Thank you, you. Morgan. Thank you for supporting this podcast. You are amazing and we love you. Absolutely. We love your husband and we love Pompeii. We love all of you guys. And all your other animals. They have more animals? Oh, yeah. They have a husky and a kitty. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Um, so Morgan says, I voted, referring to our poll we had about uh, the new segment. She goes, she goes on to say, I love hearing your personal stories in the new segment. Looking forward to more fun. She says, I would love to be in the pod chair. I'm eager to sample some whiskey. Let's get to 5,000 listens and Megan in a pink dress. Should add a tiara to the outfit, too. Thanks, Morgan. Keep it up, guys. (laughs) Cheers, friend Morgan. I like that suggestion. Thanks, friend Morgan. We're adding at least a fake plastic tiara. I can't afford the dress, let alone a real tiara. So let's... Yeah, no, we're we're not that rich. (laughs) We don't get that many donations. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Tiara. Pink heels. Pink dress, pink pink heels. That is hilarious. White stockings. Yeah. Jesus. Woo. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, at least you don't have to live with yours for several weeks afterward. <laughs> That's true. I'm just going to post true. it everywhere. Stickied. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, guys. Now, oh my gosh. I've, I've teased it so much. We're yeah. officially going <laughs> to review the whiskey. If I can find the button. Damn it. Where is it? There it is. You need a label maker. You know Best Buy? They're labeled over here. Oh. They're labeled here. I just have to find them (laughs) whenever. Final thoughts. It also doesn't help that they... We've added things, and so they've moved around, and I keep looking in its old spot, and it's moved, so... (laughs) All right. Um, well, real quick, before we say anything, right. I'm going to do a real quick shout out to friend John for that literal like email two seconds ago where he said, talked about not inhaling, but just exhaling as you drink. I tried that and I got a lot more flavor out of this. So, so wait, you didn't inhale at all? I didn't inhale. I just 
When did you when did you breathe before you took it? Did you breathe like long before the glass was there? Yeah, I like I like took a breath and then I held it. I drank and then as I was drinking, I like blew it out. Drink <laughs> Tyler's face. Any? I tasted chocolate. Okay, that's more flavor. That is more flavor. That's really now. You I don't have any. I'm, you want to splash? Yeah, yeah, just a tiny bit. All right, I'm uh, not. I don't bit. trust myself to open it, so you do it. I'm gonna like swing it across the room. You tell me when. That's good. Know. All right, so um, I'm gonna have to do that with all of our whiskeys now. So I am too. Thank you, friend John. Yeah, that is- that's a huge tip. So shout out to any of our whiskey drinkers that listen. If you want to get some more flavors, huh. don't inhale. Yeah. Right? I, I think I got the chocolate, too. Yeah, yeah nifty. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That might be a game changer. It, it almost made the texture a little bit different, too. That's really interesting. I, now we're all just going to sit here and drink a little bit more no, before know, right? we talk. So we're going to get a lot of dead air, but. No, I'll, I'll try to keep talking. So right. I was really fascinated by this topic. This was wonderful. And like I said, you really. If anybody listens, I don't think anybody listens just for the whiskey stuff. I think most people listen to both parts of it. But if you listen to the whiskey, I would highly recommend go back and listen to the entire, um, damn, what is that called? Wonder, Wonder segment? segment. Yeah, I, I didn't. Bless. Wanna, yeah, I, I, I didn't. We didn't really wonder. It was kind of more. I mean, it was still a it, wonder segment. It was segment. still a wonder segment. It wasn't the traditional. So I was. I didn't know if I should call it that, but. I call it still, yeah. I mean, it's something that made us wonder. So. Yeah, we yeah we wondered. Go listen to it, y'all. If you if you do skip. Yeah, this one's definitely definitely informative. Everyone should listen to it. Even you know, seventy five year old grandma needs to yes. hear it. Probably more than anyone. Lord. Um. <laughs> think of it. Think of it this way. You know, security. Like, like you said, you trade convenience for security, but security isn't. Security isn't there to tell you no. It's there to tell you, let's do this thing you want to do, but in a way that's safe. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to ride a motorcycle, but please, God, wear a helmet. You know, like... Unless you're in Florida, South Carolina. You should still wear a helmet. helmet You should still do it. Heads don't crack on the pavement any any (laughs) less in Florida and South Carolina. You're right. (laughs) What's he doing over there? Your dog's being weird. Don't talk. We won't read that. It's already <laughs> happened over here. Um, so I I got the apple that time too. So I got yeah I got like a pear and a chocolate. I did too. And yeah. I got like an the oak really came out there. So I didn't get as much pear, but I definitely got the apple. I feel like the burn lasts a little longer too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that really. Oh man! Now I want to go back and have friend, every whiskey. I was going to friend John yeah. changed the yeah. whole whiskey game. Yeah, he changed our life. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that definitely, totally. There's now whiskeys that I thought was gross that I want to go back and just yeah. try again. Okay, well, that might be something to do on another Absolutely. another day. So, um, Tony, let's start with you. What what would you rate this one out of ten, and and kind of why? Um, I'm gonna rate it as. An eight or a nine? Let's say an eight, because it is, as I said, it's super mellow, but it does have some interesting flavors to it. And as a a lover of old fashions, which is, you know, like a super minimalistic cocktail, there's not a whole lot to it. 
you want to use whiskey that's really good for that. So uh, I think this definitely qualifies. It's really drinkable. Um, you can kind of nurse it, and it is warm, uh, but you're you're not going to, like, pull a face every time you take a sip. You know what I mean? That's a great expression, pulling a face. Yeah. I'm going to have to use that. We're going to have to use that on here. <laughs> We've learned so much from Tony. Yes, yes we have. <laughs> um, Megan? Um. I'm I'm sitting here with Tony. I think I'm riding the I think I'm riding the eight bus. Um, I agree. I like the flavor profile it does have, especially when I exhale and you can get it more. Um, the sweetness with a little bit of the fruit and the oak. It just it's a really nice. Um, it's well balanced. It's a nice well balanced bourbon. There's not too much of any one thing. Um, and especially with this being a a literal brand new distillery, only opened in 2020. That's a good point. Um, yeah. yeah. Man, that's really good. Yeah, they've had like no no experience or past history in this business. Legally that we know of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all as I'm far as we know, uh, there's been no history in this company. And for it to be so new and still such a good profile i'm very impressed um and i do highly encourage anyone uh to you know support this business go follow them on their instagram or uh have them send you a bottle to your state they are the bro brothers that's b-r-o-u-g-h brothers um a black owned distillery out of louisville kentucky i'm i like it i'm in yeah eight eight okay. I'm similar, but different. Um, naturally, you know me. I'm I'm more muted, but I I like the fact that this was like the the most probably the most versatile whiskey I think we've had on here so far. Um, I could drink this straight. I could drink this mixed. I could drink this in the wintertime. I could drink it in the summertime. Agreed. I could yeah. drink it. On my porch with a cigar, I could drink it watching TV. I could drink it with some friends. I agreed. This, this is the this is that utility player on the baseball team that can play every position. A little bit of everything. Yep. Yep. I love it. Um, it's like an it, awesome baseline to compare other stuff to. Yeah. yeah. I especially with friend John's tip on tasting. I I it knocked it up a, a notch in my book as well. So I'm gonna have to go. Seven on this one. I'm not quite as high on it as y'all, but I it is good. I really enjoyed this. So I think that's it. If you can't see on the camera, I think he may <laughs> be on camera too. My I dog, hope not. I'm, I hope it was. My dog has discovered oh himself, God. guys. That's, that's, that is all I'm going to say. That's a hell of a way He's, to say that. He has discovered himself a couple times in this room this <laughs> evening. Um, I did not do that. So, <laughs> so if you see my dog on the floor between Megan and Tony, just go into town. I am so sorry. <laughs> this is why we don't let him in here when we record this. So, oh, my goodness. You guys have anything else y'all want to um, say before we wrap up, Tony? I, I want to throw out another yeah. thank you to Tony for coming on. So... Oh, <laughs> I, you gave me this cyber music. 
That's why Megan doesn't put the uh, buttons there. <laughs> oh, kill me. I'm done. All right. Uh, I, you know, guys, take your cybersecurity. Uh, take it, take it seriously because it's some real shit, y'all. Uh, <laughs> you know, nice. Tony. Tony, thank you for coming on the podcast. I think this is what Megan meant to do. <laughs> That's what I tried to hit, but my depth perception is off. Uh, Megan's drunk, guys. Apparently. I'm not. <laughs> I've had a finger. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, oh, man. Tony, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. No thank problem. you so much. Um, that being said, guys, thank you for sticking around and listening. Uh, we will see you in two weeks. Um, and we love you so much. Thank you. Don't drink a drive. Cheers. That was fucking awesome.